No matter if points are gained or points are lost, there will be much to discuss. For analysis regarding tonight's Winnipeg Jets game, here are Dave Manouk, Ezra Ginsberg, and your host, Drew Mandel. The Illegal Curve post-game show starts now. Good evening, Winnipeg. Good evening, Manitoba. For all those joining us live this evening on our YouTube channel and all of our social media platforms, we say good evening, universe, and welcome to the Illegal Curve post-game show. With Dave Manuk, with Ezra Ginsberg, I'm your host, Drew Mandel, here to talk about a, oh, <laughs> sorry, I was just reading that comment and I got distracted. I started, I started laughing. That was a good one. It's strong in the chat right now, boys. Yeah, there, there's, a, there's a lot of people who are upset. There's no question about it. But this is a great day. This is a great day if you ever want an example of what a, uh, of a bad day for an NHL organization. Today is a great day for that example. You now have an example of what a bad day looks like for an NHL organization. It started during the trade deadline. It continued during the game. And here's where we're at right now at 10.48 p.m. You wonder if it's rock bottom. I mean, it's hard I don't know to what you're talking about, Drew. I thought James Van Riemsdyk had a great game for the Jets tonight. <laughs> yeah, and the Mesnikov wasn't even noticeable. Or, uh, you know, but uh, look, this is just bad. This is just ugly. Uh, we're going to talk about it tonight. We're going to talk about it again tomorrow morning, some more on the Illegal Curve Hockey Show. Uh, this was just awful. I mean, you know, you wondered how the Jets were going to come out tonight, you know, after the what has to be disappointing for the players in the dressing room. Uh, the trade deadline and the lack of moves and the just the, the minor tinkering that we saw. So you have to wonder, how are they going to come out? And they're not playing against a bunch of scrubs. They're playing against the Edmonton Oilers, uh, an Oilers team that is better than their record, I would suggest, and, and a team that went out and did a big move and made a big move and, and, and spent some future capital to acquire Matthias Ekholm because Ken Holland said that's what we need on our team. This is the kind of addition we need to put us in the upper echelon of the Western Conference. Meanwhile, shutdown make... defenseman is what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. That's what Ekholm is. Yeah, that's right. You know, and is it a possibility you might not love that contract three years from now? Yeah, maybe. It's Honestly, that was the one player on defense that that you wanted the Jets to get, right? Because yeah. there wasn't a lot of either left shot or right shot defensemen there, Dave. Right? Like Colton Pareko would have been the big one, but that he makes too made much money in, in too many years, right? Like yeah. seven more years, style, right? So, yeah. I mean, there just wasn't – Joel Edmondson was a guy that I would – I would you know, I'm getting a little bit off track because we would, we got to get back to the Jets-Oilers game tonight. But Joel Edmondson, to me, would be an upgrade on the third pair. Um, so he was a guy that I'd be curious to know, Dave, if Chevy you know, had serious talks uh, to bring in Joel Edmondson. But I, th- it just wasn't a great year for defensemen. There just wasn't – it didn't seem like there were a lot of defensemen available. Yeah, there weren't. But, I mean, at least when there was one, the the Oilers GM went out and got that defenseman. I mean, he went out and made the big splash. He went out and gave his team a, a significant boost and a significant vote of confidence. And he went out and spent some assets and he said, no, I think we have an opportunity right now. I think we have something going here that can translate into – a, a run to the playoffs, whether it's a Western Conference final, whether it's the Stanley Cup final, whatever it's going to translate into, I believe in this group. Jets didn't do that. And so you were wondering, how was the Jets going? How are the Jets going to respond? Were they going to respond and say, oh, I'm pissed off. I'm going to play angry. 
I'm I'm mad. I want to show him. I want to shove his mistake up his rear end and this organization's mistake up their rear end and show them this is what we really have here, that we deserve more. Or were they going to roll over and die? Well, I mean, it was pretty evident pretty quickly which uh, option they were going to choose. And don't tell me. I mean, 6-3, which is a lopsided score in the NHL, flatters this team. I mean, that's a you know, if you lo- if you saw the box score and you said that they lost six three, you're like, oh, holy shit, they got kicked, and then you find out what the score really was, and how one sided this really was, then you'd be like, oh, they really got their asses handed to them, and that's what happened. And if you all of a sudden think that you know tomorrow's going to be any different, that these two teams meeting again in you know what is it now, you know, twenty hours, a little less than that, is all of a sudden going to pr- you know uh, produce a different result. Well, uh, you are wearing rose-colored glasses, and I admire you for doing that. I mean, well, this the only, is just... The only, yeah, the only difference that we know for sure is going to be what province the, the game is played in, right, Drew? Yeah. But, and the time yeah. it starts. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, <laughs> let's, let's set aside the, the trade deadline because I think we're going to touch more on it in the second half of the show. But yeah. just looking at, you know, this last stretch here, and, you know, you're coming off of a really disappointing homestand. And, you know, you were having trouble scoring goals, but you obviously exploded against L.A. But, you know, three of well, the last four, three of the last four games, yeah. you've given up a combined 15 goals, right? Like talking about the the 5-1 loss to the Avalanche, the 4-0 loss to the Islanders, and then tonight's 6-3 game, which, as you touched on, Drew, it was 6-1 um, before the Jets scored a couple goals in the third period, right? Yeah. So, I mean, this last stretch has been even worse than the previous stretch in which you lost three or four games on that Eastern road trip, and you could have easily lost four or four games if it wasn't for Connor Hellebuck's wizardry, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, these, those, the last, I don't know, eight to ten games have been, have gone almost as bad as the, you could possibly imagine, right? And, you know, again, like, you definitely miss Pierre-Luc Dubois. I thought you definitely missed him more in tonight's game than you did against the LA Kings. And, you know, we know Dubois not out long-term, um, and you know, like Nito Niederreiter, you know, I, I like him. He's a good player. Vlad, Vladislav Nemestikov, good player. What's going on with the Jets is I think beyond grabbing a couple forwards and even a defenseman. Like you look at the penalties that were taken and just like the body language on some of the players, like some of the best players on the team, the leaders of this team, like Shifley, right? Like that was a missed call. I forget if, if that was the first period or the second period. The Jets were already on a power play, and you guys remember what I'm talking about. And Shifley gets upset the fact that there wasn't a call made. He was mm-hmm. hyped. You look at his body language. Dave tweeted about this. Like he's saying, "Wake up!" Right? But it's like if if you're focused and you're dialed in, you just continue on and and you score a goal, you tie the game up, you make it a one goal game, whatever. Like I just thought that the Jets were like they looked like they were. Uh, they had given up like they were looking to, for the to the refs they were looking to other people like this team looks so fragile and so frustrated and not connected and you know the results speak for themselves right like these aren't they're not losing close games here no it's not like they're playing well and they're just falling on and, and they're getting and they're getting a, and they're getting a disappointing result dave they're just not playing i mean it's not like there's a lot of positivity that you're taking from these games and don't talk to me about you know getting some you know bottom six scoring. I mean you were down you were down five nothing or whatever the score was when you uh, when you got the bottom six scoring. So everything that happened, you know, after the Oilers uh, you know had a had a five nothing lead, as far as I'm concerned, doesn't really matter. 
I mean, it doesn't really matter. So don't talk to me about any of that stuff as, oh, things we can build upon. La, la, la. I mean, it's, it's, it's just nonsense. You just don't go down 5 nothing and then expect to sell me a bill of goods about how close you are to getting back into it. You know, look, the, the third period wave was merited. I thought the Jets deserved to be the recipients of uh, the derision that a third period wave, uh, you know, brings you. And look, this was a game the Jets... Do they ha- is it a must win? No, it's not a must win, but it's pretty close it's pretty to a must. Close to pretty it, close yeah. to a, a must win at this point. To, yeah, you know, it's, I mean, look, I mean, you're 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 falling out of the. I mean, look, first place in in the central. Dallas is winning. Minnesota is winning and made some good moves today. You've got other teams that are continuing to win. Teams in the Pacific are winning. So Calgary is falling out of it. Winnipeg is falling out of it. And by the way, Nashville is actually winning games, even though they're trading away all their players. So you know, it's not a foregone conclusion that you're going to be able to limp your way in. And this was a game that you needed to, I don't care. I mean, honestly, what happens today in the trade deadline? Yeah. You could say, okay, fine. That impacted. But at the end of the day, like you're a professional and you needed to show that, that you were going to, you know, have, again, all that people want to see is that you play with heart and you play with passion and you play with intensity. And that wasn't evident and they didn't start on time and they took a lot of penalties. I mean, eight panel. Look, I get that you have the second best penalty killing unit in the <laughs> NHL, but the Oilers are the first, the best power play unit in the NHL. And even if they don't score, which obviously they only scored on the one to, in yeah. the first period, I'm saying that what you do is you, you kill your momentum yeah. and, and, and you just, you have no chance of like, so you were lucky to only be down one, nothing in after 20 minutes. And I'm not trying to spoil the recap, but I think everyone knows what happened. But I mean, you're you're lucky to be down just one nothing, and so you're sitting there and you're thinking to yourself, okay, what are the Jets? What's the Jets' bounce back going to be? Because you're again, you're only down one nothing after 20 minutes. So how can they react? And and again, the reaction wasn't good enough. Like you said, Drew, you can't be down five nothing. You'd be like, well, we started to peel our way into this. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Like I thought as, as goal, a, the game was over after Yamamoto's two goals. I agree, oh, but yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in, I, in four in 38 seconds. Yeah, as I tweeted out, I that said that was all she wrote. And I said, here come the pretzels because it was done, you know, and, and, and I think I might have dropped the dear mama at, at three nothing goal. So, I mean, it was it was over, as they said in Rocky, it's over rock. So, I, I mean, look, the, the reality is this one was a foregone conclusion at that point. The only uh, the only hollow victory drew, which is what you were talking about earlier, mm. that Jets fans can get excited about is that, you know, the 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 hundred year old record that Connor McDavid could have tied if he had he scored two goals for the sixth straight game. He did not accomplish. Right. So uh, that was the only. So the, the parade. So the parade starts at Portage and Memorial, and it goes. No. And it goes uh, west towards Main Street does or not. east towards Main Street. It does not. Anyway, uh, so look, so it's yeah. it's 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 a it's a it's rough. And again, like I said, you know, the Jets fans aren't uh, overly excited based on the moves or the lack thereof, I should say, that weren't made by this organization. But you know, at the end of the day, the hockey team is the hockey team, and as Rick Bonus says, you play the guys who are on the ice for you. And the guys who are on the ice right now aren't getting it done. And, you know, like I said, it starts with Connor, with Cal Connor. You know, I call jokingly called him a goon, but like it's a lazy stick penalty. Yeah. And and it's early in the game and it, and it, and it sucks a lot of your momentum. So, I mean, it starts with your best players needing, like, this is a time, look, we can talk about your role players and, and Kevin Stenlin and, and uh, you know, um, all of those guys like, you know, David Gustafson playing his first game since January 10th. But at the end of the day, your big dogs need to be your big dogs and they have to be your horses. They have to want be the ones who take you to wherever you need to go. And the jets ones didn't do that until it was much too late in this game. 
Let's get into the Betway game recap. It's brought to you by our friends at Betway, one of the most trusted voices in sports betting, both in Canada and all around the world. Betway is the sports betting app that puts you, the customer, at the forefront with a large selection of betting options and sports, as well as strong promotions and fair odds. What are you waiting for? Head on over to Betway and bet your way. It must be 19 years or older to play. Please play responsibly. Oilers open the scoring at the 206 mark on the power play. You can't give this team power plays. They did. The Jets gave him one. It came early in the game, as they've mentioned, with Kyle Connor in the box for tripping. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl gets his 37th of the season, assist to Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Connor McDavid. And it's an early 1-0 lead for the Oilers, as he, Dave touched on it. But the Jets take eight minutes of penalties in a 20-minute first period. I mean, it just – your game plan is, okay, guys, we got to stay out of the box. And what do you do? We spend half our time in the box in the first period. So Dave's 100% right. There's no way of getting into the flow of the game. There's no You're, you're playing catch-up from the get-go. You're on your heels from the get-go as a result of all those penalties. Uh, and, you know, not – and, and the, you know, the Jets made their own bed, and the Oilers took advantage of it starting with this dry sidle goal. Yeah, and we'll get into the, the goal that we we saw later in the game, which I don't see. I don't think you see that very often, where a player puts the goal, yeah, uh, pardon me, the net back on its moorings and then and then roofs it right. Yeah. And then David Riddick that was, by the like way, he, that was very very smart of him. Like honestly, you got to give him credit. Well, you yeah, know what, absolutely. You know what Riddick should have done, and I don't blame knock it off. Is once it was off, you then you just really get it off. Like yeah, uh, yeah. who was the goalie? Like you remember the guy who was playing overseas in the K or or was playing maybe in the ECHL who on a breakaway, like literally he was the goalie. Somebody was coming yeah. in on him on a breakaway, he just turned around and shoved the net off yeah. the more. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, it was a few I remember that, now. but I can't picture the goalie right now. But just getting like back into the get, getting Anyways. back into the, the yeah. first goal there. Um fun. yeah I mean like we got to start Morgan Barron f- uh, fails to clear the puck right yeah, and it kind of goes downhill from there, and the Jets are scrambling a little bit. Uh, as you mentioned, Connor McDavid is doing his usual uh, dancing around the ice. Uh, Leon Draisaitl's parked to the left of Connor Hellebuck there, um, and then it's a little bit of a, a scramble, loose puck situation, and Leon Draisaitl's just waiting there and bad angle shot. Uh, don't really know how it got past Hellebuck because it looked like he had a good angle on the shot, but. Uh, it starts with a field clearing attempt, and you just have so many dangerous weapons on that Oilers power play. I don't think a lot of people knew, certainly people in Edmonton, but I don't think a lot of people knew that Ryan Nugent Hopkins is close to 80 points right now. Like he has a really good shot at 90 points this year, maybe even more. Career uh, high in goals now. Yeah, career high in goals. So he was really good tonight. Um, but yeah, that goal was wasn't a wasn't a pretty one. It was yeah, and so the Jets are down one nothing, uh, two minutes in, and I mean then you know Kevin Stenland takes a double minor for high sticking. I'm amazed the Jets were able to kill that off. I mean I, I you know at that point in time you're already you're you're already you know not where you don't want to be early in this game, and I'll give the Jets penalty kill credit in that they killed off that penalty and they killed off the Dylan DeMello tripping penalty and you know in the first period to just keep themselves in it for at least. 20 minutes they kept their head you know they, they they had a they had a puncher's chance uh you know after 20 minutes of being down only one nothing at that point in time 
But then Nugent Hopkins, again, an early goal. This one, so the first goal came 206 into the period. This goal, the 2 nothing goal, comes a minute 44 into the second period. It's Ryan Nugent Hopkins. It's his 29th of the season. There's no assists on this one. It's just a uh, proverbial Claude Noel free pizza. And I don't know if Dylan There's an DeMello, assist. Dylan DeMello got an assist. That's true. Dylan DeMello got a, uh, it was a tape-to-tape pass. Uh, and he put it right on Nugent Hopkins' stick. And Nugent I'm just glad that DeMello's stick. okay because that was scary when McDavid skate caught him there. That's right. He got the McDavid. Very yeah. scary. Everybody well, remembers when, like Clint Malarchuk yeah. and all those dangerous ones where, you know, guys, Evander Kane recently, yeah. right? So yeah. it's just good that DeMello was okay because, like, I, I guess the good sign was that he skated off on his own. Mm-hmm. So you knew that it wasn't serious. But still, you could tell that, I mean, anytime you get a skate near the face, like, you always cringe, right? Well, especially yeah. considering Ezzy on that play, everybody thought that the Jets were going to the power play. Yeah, and then, I, and then, and everybody's like, okay, because like, again, you didn't see it; you just saw Demelo cut. You, you thought know, it was, was a high stick on Demelo. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. So and then Ehlers like, oh, gets the penalty. Yeah, yeah. No, it was actually no, Demelo's no, penalty. Ehlers the penalty, just served it, but because he was going to get uh, right. stitched up, Ehlers yeah. had to serve it. But anyways, it was you know, look, it's it's an unfortunate situation. And it's exactly what we talked about. It's a mental mistake yeah. that the Jets made. And Dylan DeMello is a consistent player. We've, we've talked about him throughout the course of this year about how consistent he's been. But that's just an, it's an unforced error to on a team that just can't afford to make any mistakes because, yeah, Ryan Nugent Hopkins is having just a phenomenal season. I mean, it's just he's just been uh, just incredible for, for an Edmonton team that he's been incredible for for years. Uh-huh. And he's just having uh, – uh, he's one of the reasons why they're able to, you know, challenge for – the Pacific, and I know that the win for them was important, right? Like we talk about the Jets and how important it is for them. The, the Oilers came into this game first wild card spot, but they were only, I think, two points back of, of Seattle, and and they were tied with the Jets. No, but I'm saying like they were. Yeah, in I know. Terms of, in, in terms yeah. of the Pacific, though, they're only right. they were only two points back of Seattle and two points back of I think they were four back of Vegas. So, so anyways, the point off is, on the Jets. Uh, I think what Dave, you're game. saying yeah. too is that they're going in opposite directions. Well, they are, but the point is that you know it, it's just again the Jets. But the, uh, remarkably, as the Jets were in this game, and it's one nothing after 20 minutes. So if you can come out in, and start the, the second period the way you needed to, mm-hmm. then then at least you're. It's it's. I'm not saying it's forgivable to 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 be sleepy or to not be crisp or to take those pa- penalties, however you want to describe it. But at least you can overcome it by by getting back into this hockey game. But when it was all of a sudden it was two nothing. I mean, as he talks about body language, you could see the body Ooh. language. It was just it was. Shoulders lowered, heads low, and it was just like, all right, well, I mean, it, two nothing isn't isn't insurmountable, but it felt pretty insurmountable. Kind well, of that's way, kind like, of what that's kind of what I'm saying here, and and you know we can continue on with, with the goal here. I mean, we kind of we can't really break it down anymore. It was a bad giveaway by by Dylan Demello, but I mean that's kind of what I'm talking about in terms of kind of where the morale and the psyche of this team is right now. Like it's more than just. And, and, and it's getting those kind of vibes, guys, of last year's team where you're you're kind of scratching your head like with Shifley and Connor and Ehlers and Dubois and Morrissey and all these talented players. I probably shouldn't group Morrissey in with those other guys but because yeah. he's having a Norris-like season. But um, you, you kind of, you're thinking to yourself, like, how is this team performing this badly? And last year you could point to defense, right? Like you could you could easily point to defense. You could point to you know, Hellebuck wasn't a top three goalie in the league. Well, that's not the case this year, right? And the Jets have changed their team. And even though, you know, guys like Axel Janssen, Fialbi, and Sam Gagne and those types of players were getting the jobs done on the third and fourth line, getting the job done on the third and fourth lines, 
that's just not the case now. And, you know, that's why a guy like Nemestikov will help in the, the bottom six. But I mean, how much is he? Get, how much is he gonna exactly? How much is he gonna help? Yeah. I think you needed three Vladislav Nemestikovs. That's why yeah. you know I was all for a guy like you know Max Domi or, I mean, there's there's a bunch of guys that you could have gone out and acquired. But again, we're we're straying away. But yeah, this was just it wasn't a good game for Dylan DeMello. It wasn't a good game for the Jets in terms of discipline. Like they were taking penalties, boys, right up until the bitter end. Saku Manalainen. And, and yeah. by the way, I wouldn't be surprised if he was fine for that. I think it was on Broberg. That was got him with a like cross check. Cross checked him in the head. Yeah. Like, you know, like well, it, maybe it, he'd lose maybe he'd lose his roster spots because he doesn't really do much with it, anyways. So maybe that'll be an opportunity. Maybe he'll get suspended for a game and the Jets will see what else they have in terms of options, despite uh, n- uh nothing going on at five on five Manalainen. Well, and anyway, I was gonna like, say I made a mental note on that goal. Because uh, it, I believe it was Manalainen. I could be wrong, but I think it was Manalainen who Demello was trying to get the puck to, and it was just it was wasn't hard enough, and it was a bad giveaway. And we talked about it. Nugent Hopkins is red hot right now, and you know two nothing was the beginning of the end for the Jets, and just again just co- too costly of a turnover there. Um, Oilers make it three nothing. Nine eighteen mark of the second period, Dave. Uh, it's Kyler Yamamoto uh, with the with the goal assist to Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Jets look like they're going to have an opportunity. Looks like the Jets might be able to cut the lead in half. They got a two on one, and the Oilers make a great defensive play. The Jets are caught on a bad line change, and before you can say, you know, whatever curse words you want to use it's in the back of the net and it's three nothing for Edmonton at this point Dave yeah and I think it just sums up how things are going for Winnipeg right now right because you have an opportunity to cut the lead in half and seconds later it's in the back of your net and great heads up play by by Edmonton and Kyler Yamamoto I mean he's a guy that some people were in Edmonton were talking they might have to trade away if they were going to get that defensive help I think they're happy to have him in you know in a position to be contributing to the scoring and he scores a beauty i mean it's just a beautiful play he receives that pass in full stride he's in behind the jets and he gets in there and he scores and then at that point three nothing i'm sorry that game was over as far as i was concerned i didn't think the jets were coming i didn't think they're coming back to nothing and as and i often talk about it whether we're sitting in the press box together watching a game or at my place watching a game you know you we, we generally have a pretty good sense okay the jets could come back from this type of deficit you know, we, we've watched enough of these Jets games to kind of get a feel for this team. I can tell you right now, watching it at 2 nothing, I didn't think so. But 3 nothing, I was like, this one, this one's over. The only thing we got to we gotta save our time for is getting everybody to get, keeping everybody awake, keeping everybody engaged as, so they would join us on the Illegal Curve postgame show after the game. I didn't want everyone to go to bed angry at 3 nothing. Absolutely. And just just one more thing, Drew, on this goal, because I know we have a lot, of, a lot more goals, unfortunately, to get to, most yeah. of them from the Oilers. <laughs> but I mean, a lot of people, I, I like, I know we're frustrated and they were talking about on the broadcast, like Ehlers deciding to pass there as opposed to shooting. Like you've got Nino Niederreiter, obviously a new line mate, a, yeah. a new teammate. Right. But I, I don't think like, I mean, this is a nice play by Nugent Hopkins. Like we talked about it. Like I've always said, you guys like going back years and we'll talk to Derek Van Deese tomorrow. We have him coming on the show about Nugent Hopkins. Like that contract was criticized at the time. And I'm not saying that, you know, there won't be some criticism of it, you know, in the later years of that contract. But, like, Nugent Hopkins is a great player, and that's a great play. So I don't have any problem with Ehlers trying to get that. Niederreiter's a shooter. There was some room there, right, Dave? So I just think, like, you know, let's just pump the brakes on, you know, criticizing Ehlers for deciding to pass that and not shoot that. 
Um, I, I thought there was nothing wrong with his decision there. I, I agree with you, Ezzy. Look, Nikolai Ehlers knows what the best decision in that situation is. He's a professional NHLer. He, if he thinks that in that scenario, in that two-on-one, you know, the the pass – sorry, Boy. I had to sneeze. The pass is better than the You are there. so good-looking. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it. That's a good line. I, thank you. Yeah, you are handsome yourself there, uh, Furry. Uh, you know, if, I don't have a problem with it either. He, he's trying to do something that's going to lead to a goal. It didn't work, but that also doesn't mean it was going to immediately turn into a high-danger opportunity the other way. There was no – Exactly. Him, you know, giving the puck away in the neutral zone, there's no sign that this was going to uh, go right back up the ice and end up behind Connor Hallibuck. It did, but that just was a confluence of events that just em- that are emblematic of how disjointed and how off this Jets team is right now. You know, if they're if they're more in sync and if there's more synchronicity in in how they're playing. Then you know. Then this is just a, a non-play. It's a two-on-one that doesn't materialize. It doesn't. It doesn't end up with a goal in the back of the net. It did clearly. Uh, Yamamoto. I mean, if it wasn't over now, it's now over for sure. Uh, it took all, like I said, I think it was that forty seconds. If I can squint and see what my computer screen says, forty seconds yep. later, uh, Yamamoto again, his eighth of the season, his second of the game, assist to Klim Costin and Brett Kulak. And the Jets were just a tire fire on this play. This is just Keystone Cops uh, in your own zone. I mean, it's just, you know, you got guys flailing around everywhere, trying to, you know, slide to block pucks and, you know, trying to do things to just get the puck off the stick of the Oilers. And they failed miserably and ended up in the back of the net. And that's, you know, it was just ugly, 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 especially on this goal as well, Dave. Well, I mean, how many of those goals could we describe? I mean, there were a lot of instances throughout the course of this game where there, there were opportunities, I think, on the broadcast, and they weren't wrong. At one point, the score very easily could have been, I mean, it was 5 nothing, but it, you know, when it was 2 nothing, 3 nothing, it had the opportunity to be 5 nothing. I mean, thinking about Devin Shore's shot off the crossbar, and there was another um, play that, you know, there was that one on the PK where Hellebuck was caught out of the net, and he had four Jets kind of all diving across to try and prevent a chance. And I actually didn't know how the Oilers didn't score on that play, but I'm just saying that there are a lot of opportunities for Edmonton to have, you know, a significant lead on the jets. And yeah, this is another example of your, you're wondering what are, you know, it's not as if I I saw a question about the systems and, and, and the structure and like, it's not like it's new. It's not like the jets are like, Hey, you know, it's game 62 we're not really sure what we're supposed to be doing here, right? You're 62 games into an NHL season. You're the same group, largely. If you're 62 games into the season and you don't know what you're supposed to be doing, you're the Columbus Blue Jackets. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Even the Arizona Coyotes know that they're trying to acquire players they don't actually have to pay money to. They know what their, they know what their plan is. Hey, they were, they were upset because they were hot. They were, they were winning the games. They're like, what the hell are we doing? This is not what Connor Bedard for the record. And just a quick aside, had a hat trick today in Regina's comeback win over the Winnipeg ice. So I think he's going to go first overall. Yeah. There's a good chance he will go first overall. And there's a good chance, there's a good chance that he'll be, you know, defining much like that 97, some franchise, uh, uh, you know, who's lucky enough to get him. But the point is, you know, going back to that goal, Drew, I mean, it's just another example of a Jets team that's just anemic and 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 casual. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it, it's all the things you can't afford to be. And again, you know, it's one of the biggest questions is like, 
Where is your leadership? Like, sorry, where's the guy who's making, we don't talk about money oftentimes because the cap really doesn't matter. It's immaterial other than obviously, you know, within the parameters of actually, you know, fielding a team, but where are the guys who make the big money on this team? Where are the guys who are supposed to be able to put the team on their back? Kind of like Josh Morrissey tried to in that LA Kings game. Where are the guys doing that? Like you're not seeing it enough. I'm sorry. Mark Shifley. When was the last time he took over a game? Nikolai Ehlers. When was the last time he took over a game? Kyle Connor. When was the last time he took over a game? I mean, Pierre-Luc Dubois is not here. He tried to. He tried to get physically engaged in that in that Kings game when you know the Jets were down. And and and. But I'm just saying that you're waiting for the guy, Blake Wheeler. You know, I mean, Blake Wheeler literally turned a break, a partial breakaway, into a one-on-two. Like he did, he could have just gone at the net. I know it was kind of at the end of the shift, but he literally turned a partial break into a one-on-two opportunity. Like it's just none of these guys are are saying, hey, you know what? Like I'm going to be the guy. I'm going to be the guy who needs to put this team on my back. Kind of like I said, Josh Morrissey did it the last game. No, it was evident. Never, no, no, he did it against the Blues. That's the one. No, where no, he really I'm saying, it. of yeah. course, I'm saying, but Josh, but and you I'm, can't I'm, expect I'm, him to do it every night, as you. That's know. what I'm saying. As I'm saying, it can't be Josh Morrissey every night. Drew, you're right. He did it in the St. Louis game. He did it in the LA game. But the well, point is, I it can't be one guy every single night, especially in the You know yeah, what I yeah. mean? Like, and and uh, you know, just quickly, we'll get on to the to the next goal. Uh, I don't know if anybody watching wants to get into the next goal, but. Uh, I mean, Hellebuck again, like, you know, watching that live and just watching the replay, right? Like, I don't know what Hellebuck, Hellebuck's not good at playing the puck. That's the one thing with Hellebuck. He could end up winning the Vesna or, or being a Vesna finalist this year. He's not Marty Broder. He's not Tom Barrasso. He's never been good at playing the puck. And Stenland is there kind of around the faceoff dot. And you think like Hellebuck would try to get it. Like he he's mm-hmm. trying to clear the zone there, Dave, but Stenland kind of, he gets a piece of it. And I just don't know what Hellebuck is doing there. Like, it was just, again, you know, DeMello, again, don't want to pick on DeMello here. He didn't have a very good night, but, you know, he coughs up the puck um, that results into the goal, uh, the second goal. And then this goal, again, like, it's directly, all the all the chaos that ensues is is a, as a result of Hellebuck throwing that up the middle and the Oilers keeping it in the jet zone, right? So I just don't know, the decision-making there was bizarre for Hellebuck. And then, obviously, he's completely... You know, he goes to the, he moves to the right and he's completely out of the play. Like, so he doesn't even have a chance. It was just one of the ugliest goals I think I've ever seen scored on the Jets, to be honest with you. Oh, it was just, I mean, yeah. The, uh, ugly goal, ugly game. Oilers make it 5 nothing, uh, 2.26 into the third period. It's Nugent Hopkins again. He's on the power play, assist to McDavid and Dreisaitl. Uh, it's 5 nothing at that point in time. I mean, I don't know how much of this you guys want to continue to uh, delve into and how much more of this you guys want to, you know, uh, you know, uh, hurt yourself or, 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 or just keep <laughs> flogging the dead horse here. Uh, I guess, you know, we'll flog the dead horse on the Dreisaitl goal. Drew Peter doesn't the- like it when you say that kind of stuff. Who does PETA doesn't like it? No, you're not supposed to say yeah, flog a dead You're not supposed to flog a dead horse. Well, if the horse Kentucky, is dead, why does it matter? Yeah, I'm from Kentucky. I'm allowed to flog. I, I, you know, I, I'm, I guess I'm not from Kentucky. But you doesn't, know your fr- doesn't your friend like the? No, horse? you're from Kentucky. Thank you, but we get to flog dead horses there. It's 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 part of the. Your uh, friend like dead horses, doesn't? Yes, uh, my Jay, my friend Jay Riemersmeyer or whatever the hell is uh, Kramer's <laughs> friend's name was. Uh, the dry saddle goal. I'm just going to bring it up because it is our Seagram's shot of the game. Seagram's VO, integrity, tradition, and craftsmanship. Get your best Seagram's products at your local liquor mart. Uh, this is an incredible shot. There was My favorite there. ice cream is chocolate chip. No. But uh, I mean, no. look at the comment I, I, we just had up. It, 
It's his oh, favorite sorry. ice cream. I missed that. I didn't see the comments. Well, Spencer said my... he wanted to talk about ice cream. Oh, yeah, this, okay. Sorry, said your yeah. recap is making him sad, Drew. So we want to talk <laughs> yeah. about ice cream. I was, I was looking at the I feel second... like you're a Rocky Road type of guy, Drew. No, I'm not. That, I, I, Orange uh, Sherbert? No. Orange Sherbert. Orange Tiger? Tiger Tiger? You can keep going. It's Mint it's chocolate. Vanilla. I, mean, I can I, see Drew being a cookies and cream guy. There you go, Dave. Thank you, my uh, friend. Cookies and cream. No, cookies and cream is solid. Cookies, cookies, and, cream. Hershey's cookies and cream chocolate Yellow sub. Whoa, yellow submarine. Brazier Street in uh, East K. Great cookies and cream, Drew. Pralines and cream. I got like a good praline and cream. That's also uh, even the chocolate chip cookie dough. I like I like the little raw bits of cookie dough. It, it I like black salt base as far as my creams. Good old Baskin Robbins had something called gold medal gold medal ribbon. I think it was called. Get a little caramel in there. Mm. Gold medal ribbon, caramel. not a fan of either. Well, all right. And uh, double it, chocolate, for the record. little mix. Dave M used to do the mix. What I about a goog, that. Drew? Do you like a BDI goog? Yeah. BDI is uh, overrated. Oh, Dave M with coming Whoa. with the hot takes. That's what, that's what North Enders think. Sorry. True. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, look, Sergeant Sunday is unbelievable. So I would put Sergeant Sunday right up there, if not above BDI. But they're different. You're talking apple. You're talking apples and oranges. You want, you're talking you want hard good, ice cream and you're talking soft ice cream. Probably this is all for Spencer's things. entertainment, by the way. We're just yeah, indulging Spencer here. I forgot. But, that's uh, quite a segue. I mean, the problem with BDI is if from you know like May till September, there's always 50 people in line. So that's the thing. If you can go to BDI and not have to wait 45 minutes to get ice cream. When it's That's raining. what it's all about. When it's raining, it's not that busy. You just got to be strategic about it. I will, I, will, I will say, so hold on. Drew, Drew well, likes I, to get his ice cream in the rain. Yeah, that's the saddest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> there's something actually. so there's something so uh, unseemly about flying a kite at night, as Marge once said. <laughs> I will say Marge. though, BDI, good walk, good walking spot, bad ice cream. Remember when the bridge actually used to open? I'm we're old enough to remember when they actually used to open up that bridge. No. That bridge never opened. That bridge yes, used to be. No, it didn't. As he, I think you tried jumping off the bridge. No, 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 no that bridge that... used to open because yeah. What do you mean open? Like which way? What do you mean like it was a... like a it's a cement bridge? Yes, it's like no, a but it used to open. Bridge. Somebody will back me up here that that bridge used to open. Like open for boats to travel under it. Yeah. No, Vessels. are you thinking about the bridge in off that you can see off of Chief Pegasus? Maybe that bridge opens up. I think I have some bridge confusion here. I think you, you do too. Chief Pegasus is in the north end, Ezzy. BDI yeah. is in the north south end. end. My grandma used to like to play bridge. Brent Bellamy, the resident uh, expert. It was, it was a two-way a, car, a two bridge, car bridge. Yeah, see, yes, Br- yeah. I was but hoping Brent open. was here. We need an architect. I mean, we're a bunch of idiots here. We need He's an, an oh, architect. Oh, hold on. Hold on. It absolutely used to open. See, there you go. Z- Z- I don't know what that says. Is that a symbol? Zenoido? I don't know. I don't think that bridge. This is way better than breaking down tonight's Jets game, by the way. Tracy wants a moose minute. That I don't think that bridge. I think we need to have a bridge minute. We need to have Brent send Brent the link. It definitely. Well, all I know is that look, look, okay. Hold on, you know, Drew. Okay. Let's get back on track because we do have another show tomorrow. Yes, we do. And we do. I just want to congratulate Spencer for hijacking the show for three, three or four minutes. Let's get back on track, boys. Let's keep it tight. But he hijacked it in a good. Hold on, I will give Doug. Doug. I will give it to Doug. Yeah. Yeah, that bridge never opened. The bridge you're thinking about, Ezzy, that opened is the one uh, that you can see when you're driving over the Chief Pegasus Bridge. Right. From I like uh, that bridge. I like bridges that open like that. Yes, that that, that that's very it's reasonable fun. of you. Yeah. But I just want you to, you know, geography. I know it's not your strong suit, but no. just so you know, ice cream though is my strong suit. I'm aware of that. That's why we're talking about the ice cream instead of the bridge. By the way, Drew, that, I'm pretty sure. I'm fairly certain that's it. first of all, it was a train. That's a train bridge right near my home golf course of KP. Yes, I can, t- I can tell you right now that that bridge. I don't think it's ever not been open it's always been like that 
Well, no, I'm saying I think it, permanently. Kildonan Park is the best public no, course. In the I city. think when the paddle wheel used to run, or the or the or the River Rouge or something, maybe uh, it used to you know it used to open or close. Maybe, more maybe a thousand years ago. Maybe Drew, when you were a young man, seventy years ago, but uh, yeah. not a long time. It was a few years after the general strike, Drew. I'll tell you what, this is not my fault for derailing this. This was not my fault. This is your guy's fault for derailing this. That I'm not gonna take yeah, we got a goalie, we got a goalie goal to talk about. I know intended by the way was derailed. About. In any right. event, the the, dra- the dry the dry sidle shot was was incredible, is what I is what I was you know saying. Like because I don't there was not a window there. You could see it on the replay that like that Riddick actually makes himself bigger to take away the window that may have briefly been there. And Dreisaitl still manages to pick that. I mean, you know, I don't, and he made it look easy. Like he made it look like he was just like, it was like a skills competition. Like it was unbelievable. We talked about it right before that. The net partially comes off or, or comes off. And then Dreisaitl goes, that's not something you see at any level of hockey, by the way. No. Uh, and yeah, and then he just somehow finds enough space to absolutely roof that puck. And you're right, Drew. It's like you're watching that, and you're like David Riddick. It challenges, and mm-hmm. he's a big boy. Like David Riddick yeah. is not a small goalie, neither is Hellebuck. Um, but Drysaddle just—he's such a sniper. Uh, it's unbelievable watching these guys. And going back to what you know, we were talking about before, Matthias Ekholm, and then obviously Nick Bukestad was you know a pickup who's going to have less of an impact, but specifically Ekholm for Barry. Um, I think shows those two guys and Nugent Hopkins and Yamamoto and all the rest of the guys on the team that they're serious this year. This Oilers team, like how many times can the Oilers, you know, get knocked out in the first round or the second round? Like they have to go for it. There's only so many years you have McDavid and Dreisaitl in their prime. What I love about it as well as is that's a hockey trade. It's not just a draft pick trade. It's a general manager and Ken Holland deserves some criticism over his tenure in Edmonton he hasn't been great but in this case he was willing to make a hockey trade exactly and I mean the Winnipeg Jets when was the last time they made a hockey trade the last hockey trade that Dubois comes for Line, Line A I guess yeah Dubois for Line A which they sort of had their hand forced and a Ross little bit there. It, I guess we should also yeah well, you know and and, and their, their hand was being forced a little bit and the one before that would have been what Kane uh, you know the Kane trade to Buffalo where again their hand was being forced a bit. You can you can you know a general manager's job, and again, this is probably delving too close to what we're going to talk about tomorrow in more depth. But I'm saying a general manager's job is to evaluate your roster, not just your draft picks, but your roster, and looking at it and saying, hey, can I upgrade on this player? And may that involve me trading away a player off my active roster. The Jets just don't do those things. And and this is the year, too, that, again, and we'll get back to the game here, and we'll talk about this more on tomorrow morning show, but yeah, the thing is, boys, like, this is the year where you trade the first-round pick, similar to 2017 to 19, right, when you brought in Paul Stastny, and then next year you brought in Kevin Hayes. This is the type of year you do it, and we've gone over the reasons. We don't have to go over the reasons, but, I mean, it's clearly not a very stacked Western Conference. The Eastern Conference is much better. Right. And, and then, in addition to that, you have players like Mark Shifley, Pierre-Luc Dubois, Connor Hellbuck, Blake Wheeler. Their contracts are expiring. We talked about that with Murat a couple of weeks ago. So I think by all accounts, you know, this was disappointing. Not to say that Nino Niederreiter and Vladislav Nemestikov aren't going to be productive players for the Jets. So you can't say that she- Chevy didn't do anything, but I think the consensus is he just didn't do enough. 
yeah, he didn't do enough. That's exactly what it is. No one's saying that, you know, like I said, uh, the, the acquisitions make sense. I don't have a problem with the acquisitions. It's just not enough. It doesn't elevate you to, uh, to a different level. And if you, if you're trying to tell me that it does, like he was in the, in the press conference this afternoon, well, I mean, look, I know the guy's, you know, a, a good bullshitter, but I mean, I can smell bullshit. I have the skill set necessary. To well, what smell about bullshit. what about the whole time? To- Again, you know, we're getting off topic here, but we're we're talking about it, so we might as well continue, right, boys? Like the whole thing about you know not using cap space. I forget. Dave would probably know who asked him. It doesn't matter who asked him, but his answer was saying that you know you needed money for Perfetti's bonuses and for a call up, and then oh, someone someone dove deep into it. Perfetti would only get a couple hundred thousand dollars of bonuses max, and so you would still have two and a half million dollars to play with. Well, because it was bullshit. So, I, so I, I, his reasoning for not using that caps, like to me, I would rather hear Chevy just say, you know what, we we decided we were just not going to use that cap space, but don't use reasoning that is that is uh, flawed. Yeah, you need that you needed to hang on to it, right? Because like Perfetti, de- like someone, like again, I don't go on cap friendly <laughs> and look at bonuses and stuff like that. So I forget somebody like you know, thank you to that person who went into it. But like those bonuses don't equal two and a half to three million dollars. Especially because so he's the out. Jets did have money to work with. Yeah, especially because he's, he's out, out the for the rest of the season. He's out well, yeah, for the rest exactly. of the I don't, I don't even know what the bonuses were. I think it was plus minus or something. I wouldn't think a guy like Perfetti. I guess agents put that type of stuff in there. Um, but the yeah, there were there was a lot of uh, it was nonsense. It was just absolute nonsense. Like I, I I imagine Chevy. I don't know this for a fact, but I imagine Chevy was trying to acquire a defenseman. I think even Darren Drager reported that. Um, at a certain yeah, point in the trade, uh, before the trade deadline, a couple hours, right before Dave. Yeah. So, I mean, why not just say that? Why not just say like, yep, yeah, we were trying to acquire defensemen. And, and again, I'll, I'll, I'll let somebody else jump in here, but same thing with Logan Stanley. Like, why not just deny that? Why not say, I can't. I, well, I he did, he as he, he did, he did deny it, but he also said, I can no, I can neither confirm well, nor deny it. That's what I'm saying. So by saying that you're, know, you're, you're, know, you're basically saying like, I'm not going to tell you. No, I mean, you, no, no. I don't my, think Andy my, Strickland would put that out there. We've had Strickland on the show a bunch of times over the years. I'm, I'm going to go under the assumption, or just based on what he said, that Stanley did request a trade. So why not just deny it? Well, no, why not say, yeah, he did. But guess what? It's not my duty to immediately, to immediately uh, respond to that. I had other things I wanted to do. Right. There wasn't a deal to be made. So yeah, you know. He may have requested a trade, but by saying I, I can't confirm or deny it, then you're basically you're admitting that he did request a trade. Again, you're just you're you're just displaying condescension towards your paying fan base, and that's what True North does best: is they condescend to their paying fans and say it's okay, little child. We'll tell you what you need to know when you need to know it. Now, please give me an additional three percent per season ticket year for uh, for the the increase in costs. I mean, that's why the fans are upset. The fans are treated like children. The They're treated are, like children by the entire organization. Top well, the to fans bottom. Are, the fans are also upset because they wanted to see the team go one way or the other, but to stand pat essentially and, and not make a move one way or the other, especially when you've run it back with the same core with the intention of going going for it, right. then then it doesn't make – and the idea, again – like some of the cover that Dreger was trying to provide for the organization <laughs> yesterday about how they always they, do. No, I understand, but I'm saying so that, you know, that he said something to the effect of, well, they don't want to lose their, they don't want to trade away too many of their draft picks or assets or whatever. And I went through and I was like, okay, they're missing three picks from this draft. 
But then after that, they're fine. It's also so, about so trade. So trade a player then. Trade no, but I'm saying like even if you yeah. don't want to lose a roster player, so then trade also, X, how, Y, or Z. How many first round picks have you made in the last two years? Three. It's not like you you know, it's not like your cupboard is bare of prospects. No, of course. No, you've so got, I, no, I, I just got again the reasoning makes no sense because you contrast that with what Julian Breezebois has done. With well, I mean, that's, you know, that's bringing bringing in Blake Coleman, bringing in Brandon Hagel, bringing in Tanner sure. Janot. What is that given Tampa Bay Lightning two Stanley Cups and three Stanley Cup final appearances, right, Dave? And, and the appearance. So the fact that the, like the whole no, tr- I don't want to trade draft picks. If it makes your team better and it's going to mean you're going to go on a long Stanley Cup, like what are we talking about here? Like I get it. This I is get a bunch it. Of nonsense. I get it because if you look at the Manitoba Moose, it's constructed with a lot of draft picks, right? And so the and we look everybody's not like everybody's aware of what Winnipeg is and and how it, the organization has chosen to construct itself. And draft picks are the lifeblood of this team, right? I mean, it's it's no. It's no, if you look at cap friendly and you see drafted, 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 drafted. So that, that is the way this team is constructed. So it's not a, it is an important element. I'm not suggesting otherwise, but what I'm saying is that if you could have gotten, you know, one more, you know, third line winger to add some depth to this team for a third rounder. And if you could have gotten one more depth defenseman, you know, to pair on your third pairing. So you so, have a I little think, bit. Dave, I think they needed a top four. Well, I, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree as but I'm just suggesting that if you didn't want to go quote big game hunting, if you didn't want, because realistically, if you're not going to go after chicken, if you're not going to go after the, some of those players, you know, I mean, if you're going to just trying to augment, you know, and add some guys who can maybe, I mean, look, they weren't, didn't sound like they were seriously going after Sanheim in, in Philly or Provorov or anything like that. So, I mean, I don't know some... why people, aside from Sanheim being from Elkhorn, I don't know why San, I don't like, I don't well, know. It just why... sounds like Philly was open for business. I think that people yeah, were just I... saying that like Philly's open for business. Sanheim so would I... be the one guy I wouldn't trade on, on the back end. <laughs> like, look at, they've allowed 11 goals in the last two games. I'm sorry. I, I stand by Drew asked us this question three or four weeks ago. And I said, they needed a, a top nine forward, probably two top nine forwards yeah. and a defenseman. Like the Jets needed a Matias Echo. They 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 need a shutdown. To, like the Jets are not good enough defensively. I don't want to hear about you know that they've been top five in the league in goals against for the majority of the of the year. Well, not for the last fifteen or twenty games. As I say, maybe in the first thirty games, as but not in the last. Exactly. 30. So don't give me that. You know they've been top five goals against. I mean, they 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 just aren't good enough defensively. Like and not only and that, we, as, and we've gone over as, the goals. They're just like right now. Not only are they struggling to score, maybe not so much the last couple of games. Um, but, but they're just getting dominated. Like, it's just unacceptable. We talked about it. 20 goals in the last four games. Uh, uh, 20. It's all been bad as of late. And the question is from the Jets perspective now, tomorrow, is it going to be any different? The fan base is not happy. Okay. Well, hopefully they're happy what? with the illegal curve hockey show well, and they're no, no, smashing I, that I, like button. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm finishing here. I'm finishing my thought here, Dave. I mean, they got. Oh, well, you interrupted you know, me earlier, so I'm allowed. Yeah. Tomorrow, the fan base wants to see results. They're at home. Saturday night, rival Edmonton Oilers, Hockey Night in Canada, blah, blah, blah. The fan base is going to demand to see results. And the fan base is not pleased because, you know, the. the season which had so much promise and had so much optimism is 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 drifting away and then today the last day you can make moves to 
change your fortunes or improve your roster. The team didn't really do anything of any significance. And so the fan base is not happy, and it'll be very interesting tomorrow to see what the result is. And then, of course, they're at home, what, for the next three games, tomorrow, Monday, and Wednesday? Well, let's have three games. You know, they got Edmonton, they got San Jose, and you got Minnesota. Well, you better start making a making a statement. You got to start turning this ship around to talk about you know continuing the boat talk that we were talking about earlier to see if this team is going to be a playoff team. Because you've been told, the fans have been told that as they're currently constructed, they're good enough. They're good enough. They have Stanley Cup a Stanley Cup pedigree. Don't take it from me. Take it from the general manager. That's what he was saying. That's what he was trying to sell you tonight. So let's see a Stanley Cup pedigree. Incumbent on the players and the team and the organization to make it happen tomorrow. We shall see. This has been the Betway game recap. The Jets losing tonight to the Edmonton Oilers by a 6-3 margin. Next in action, of course, tomorrow night, the Jets and the Oilers, the rematch in downtown Winnipeg. The Betway game recap has been brought to you by Betway. It's simple, fun, and safe to bet with Betway. So head on over to Betway and bet your way. It must be 19 years or older to play. Please play responsibly. When we come back on the Illegal Curve post-game show, we'll do some contests. We'll do some giveaways. Talk a little bit about what it, what's in store in nine hours and 24 minutes on Saturday morning's Illegal Curve Hockey Show. Much more to come. Smash the like button, folks. That's what you got to do. That's what we ask of you. Smash the like button. I wasn't sure what Dave was doing there. I thought he was maybe playing the piano. Uh, I think he was patting people on the head is what he was doing there. There you go. Like I was doing before. So he was Dave was smashing the like button. Hit the subscribe button. You folks know what you need to do. You're watching the Illegal Curve post-game show on this Friday evening. Jerry Seinfeld, Chris Rock, John Stewart, Dennis Miller, Brad Garrett, the biggest acts and all the up-and-comers. They've all made their mark at Rumors Comedy Club, North America's longest-running independent comedy club. Rumors has kept Winnipeg laughing for over 25 years. When was the last time you laughed out loud? Make it a great night out with friends or book your office or birthday party, even a fundraising event at Rumors. Get all the details and dates on upcoming shows at RumorsComedyClub.com. He winds up. Oh, looks like Ezzy took that one right in the choppers. A blistering fast puck hurts like H-E double hockey sticks. That's why I let the pros at Linden Market Dental Center turn my yow into wow. Get your brilliant smile back with state-of-the-art restorative and cosmetic dentistry from real pros. And remember, always wear a mouth guard. Now that's solid on ice advice. Learn more at LindenMarketDentalCenter.com. Creating smiles for life. Whoa, Ezzy, everything okay? You look stressed. Of course I'm stressed. We're moving, the house is upside down, the kids failed miserably at packing the fine china, and my life is in chaos. Chaos! Yes, that does sound like a problem. What am I going to do? Ezzy, relax. Rolly's transfer moving and storage is the answer. With 60 years of experience in moving Manitobans and a track record of exemplary customer service, one call to Rollies and your stress is gone. No job is too big or too small. Just visit Rollies.com and they will take it from there. Thanks, Dave. And thank you, Rollies Transfer Moving and Storage, online at Rollies.com. Dave, my man, why are you in the car already? It's hours until game time. Uh, Drew, it's because I'm stressed out right now, driving around downtown Winnipeg, looking for a parking spot, and I'm not finding one. I've lost Ginsburg. I don't even know where that guy is right now. 
Dave, haven't I taught you anything? Do what I do. Pre-book your entire month's worth of game day parking with the Grid Park app. It's super easy to use and saves me both time and stress. Well, Drew, I'm not independently wealthy like you are. So I'm sorry that I don't have millions of dollars to pre-book my parking month in advance. What's that going to cost you? $25? How about five bucks? Come on, five dollars? No way. Five bucks. I'm not telling you a lie. And our listeners can get a free park with the new special promo code, Illegal Curve. Guess what? There's more. (laughs) There's more, Drew. You're lying to me. What more could there be? Grid Park now has underground parking, so my car can stay warm during the game. So wait a second. Wait a second. All, All the driving around I do, looking for parking, minus 40. You're telling me I could be toasty warm in a car after the hockey game. That's exactly what I'm telling you. Underground parking. Just download the Grid Park app. That's G-R-Y-D Park. And use the code Illegal Curve. All one word. You'll park for free your first time. Hi, it's Drew from Illegal Curve here. Selling your home can be stressful, but it wasn't for me. Thanks to my friends at Zapia Group Realty, they made the process so easy. My home sold within 48 hours and with multiple offers. Zapia Group Realty took care of everything with their exquisite customer service and attention to detail. If you want to sell your home for more in less time, get started by talking to Frank and Mauro Zapia of Zapia Group Realty. Online at zapiagroup.com. For three generations and over 80 years, Tough Duck has been making apparel that works and plays as hard as the people who wear it. From jackets to work boots and everything in between, Tough Duck's clothing can handle the harshest environments, even the Illegal Curve Hockey Show. Work to live, live to play. Visit toughduck.com. 20 minutes before the top of the new day. It's the Illegal Curve post game show on this Friday evening. Just top reading. of the morning to you, except uh, it's nighttime. It is. It is 11.40 p.m. is what I was saying there. Uh, we have to be. We have to take a lot more pride in our ability to defend, which we were doing for most of the season, said Rick Bonus of the Winnipeg Jets, who have given up 21 goals in their last four games. It's not nearly where it needs to be. The team players, uh, I haven't coached a team, I think, that was so undisciplined and took so many penalties, said Bonus. So if you play a third of the game shorthanded, they're going to make you look bad. And they made us look bad. So uh, there you have it from the Jets head coach. Unhappy with the team's poor defending. Unhappy with the team's lack of discipline. Uh, You know, look, and I know I shouldn't uh, find these things funny. But I'm reading this off the Jets uh, website. So thank you to them for you know writing the article and providing those quotes. I have to make a point. The headline, though, I love team websites. This isn't just Jets related. This is all sports related because these people, uh, the team websites are the Iraqi Ministry of Information when it comes to uh, putting a positive spin on horrible situations. The headline is, Jets' late push comes up short against Oilers. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually funny. Man, they, I, uh, that headline should be headlining at Rumors Comedy Club right now. I was going to say, Dave Hempstead at Rumors Comedy Club. Uh, both shows tonight were sold out. The late show tomorrow, I believe, is sold out. There's still a few tickets left for the 7.15 show uh, tomorrow. Uh, but uh, anyways, I thought that was very funny. And, and I don't want, I'm not picking on the Jets website, folks. They're We're friendly with them. They do a great job. But of course, they're... Uh, their glass has to be 
half uh, half full. Ours can be more realistic as to what's uh, going well, on. And, with and Drew, team. I don't know about you. I don't know about Dave, but I thought after Brendan Dillon made it six three, yeah, uh, that the Jets were just a, f- a few goals away from you know getting back into this game. <laughs> just a few. They were just a few a few more goals away from, uh, from well, getting back. Well, he's not into wrong. It. Just three goals. Just three goals. Just three goals at that point in time. Anyways, it was. Uh, uh, it was. I found that to be a little bit amusing. So we can take some. You know, we can still laugh. It's just sports, folks. I mean, you can still laugh every now and then. You can find uh, maybe the, it might be gallows humor. It might be dark humor, but you can still find the humor in, in certain things uh, every now and then. And that certainly would be one of those things that you can find some well, humor well, in. No, yeah, of course you have to have fun here. But you kind of said it. You know, in in a roundabout way earlier, Drew. The Jets yeah. have twenty games left here. Yeah. What are they going to do? Are they going to squeak into the playoffs? Or are they going to compete for first in the division? Because first in the division is still up for grabs. Like, it looks a little bit daunting now for the Jets. But, you know, Dave mentioned it earlier. Calgary's got, I think, Minnesota, Dallas, then Minnesota. Like, I haven't looked past the the next three games. Um, But it's really Calgary's the only team you have to worry about. As as we talked about last week, last Saturday's show, you've got nine teams competing for eight playoff spots. Unless Nashville keeps winning. Nashville's got three games in hand, and they're six points behind the Jets. So I mean I, I I wouldn't think that they should make a, a huge run, but you never know. I mean right now the Jets certainly. I, the problem is from the Jets' perspective is I see no evidence that they're going to be able to pull themselves out of this tailspin. That's the problem. Is there's no signs of life? Because know, there is no evidence to suggest that, Drew. Well, that's what I'm saying. The reason you, you don't see the evidence is because the evidence is not present to be seen, and and there's nothing that shows any indication from this team. And you know what? They've lost seven again, of their last eight. You know games, what? You need Dave. to start. You know what, Rick Bonus? Rick Bonus, again, don't just talk a good game. I like Rick Bonus, seems like a nice guy, but you're not just there. Like, you know, you don't just get to talk a good game. You know, what was his big threat? What's his big, what's his big accountability? Thing? Sitting accountability, people. sitting people or yeah. cutting their ice time. Yeah. Well, do it. Why was Logan you Stanley got, in the lineup tonight? I I, well, first no of all, I have, that was, that's inexplicable. Dylan Sandberg's better than Logan Stanley. This is not a he personal is. thing against Logan Stanley. But it doesn't even Sandberg is better than Stanley, so he should be in the lineup. Uh, honestly, if the Jets got one offer for Logan Stanley today, they should have taken it. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't think you're getting anything more than a than a, a B prospect or like a late draft pick, like a fifth rounder. Well, I mean, you, the the way people are making it out to be that that he's got this big market or there's some huge untapped potential. There's no market. Again, there, I don't. There, I don't want to get into no. it tonight. It's yeah, late. yeah, whatever. I mean, I'm okay, ordinary. No, yeah, it's, no, it's, it's a tomorrow it's, conversation, but I well, don't understand why. No, there's not I a big. Well, it was, why for the record, it was the point I was attempting to make before you hijacked my comment. But sorry, the, go ahead. The, the point I'm I was trying to make is. Cut guys' ice times, and you know yeah. what? If you know, I, I see saw the comments, and I'm not going to turn this into a Manuk Moose minute because the Manuk, the the Moose and the Ice also didn't the, have Manuk uh, Wolf minute. Yeah, the Wolf, well, the Wolf. You, 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 you should say what happened at the Moose game tonight. I'll talk about that. Yeah, no, no, I'll talk about that before before we end the show. But okay. but anyways, I was just going to say like quickly, like you know what? You want guys who are hungry. You want to see guys again, like people are like oh they don't move the needle, blah blah blah. Well, again. Actually, Anton Vialbi, the guy who was sent down, who was pissed off about being sent down, he scored the first goal of this game. I mean, you're going to get guys who want to be in the NHL and who are working their asses off in the AHL. And so maybe you need guys who are willing to work their ass off and, and you know, they've been stuck in the AHL. guy like Jansen Harkins. Like, I'm sorry, just remember, last time Adam Lowry scored a goal, 34 games ago, 35 games ago, actually, the, the last hair. time Adam Lowry scored a goal, who was it who set him up? Jansen Harkins. 
And Jansen Harkins, again, like I said, you people, I, I, I'm on the Jansen Harkins train. People, some people aren't. I don't really care. It's my position. But the point is, I think he can facilitate. I think he could be a third liner in this in the NHL. And some coaches don't necessarily, you know, you just don't gel with a coach. And maybe that's he's just not Rick Bonus's type of guy. But the fact of the matter is that Lowry's success when he had Adam when he had Jansen Harkins the last time he had success, I should say. And I'm just saying, you've got guys who are who are. Generally, I mean, the Moose, they lost tonight, but they had they had nine games in a row. They had points, 7-0, 1-1 before tonight's loss against Chicago, who were also uh, streaking right now. And and we should, Drew mentioned, their their goaltender, uh, uh, Peter, well, it's not probably not Peter, but that's how I'm going to pronounce it, Kachekov, who's a uh, Canes, Hurricanes. Yeah, exactly. Piotr. He's there, a Canes prospect. I don't remember where he was drafted as he, but the fact is. He's a hurricane. He's the guy who just signed. Oh, Google he's, it. He's yeah. This do have Google. Google. He's the one who recently, I believe, was fifth, with uh, second round, fifth, thirty uh, sixth overall. Which draft though? 2019. 20, 2019. Drew, so those sausage fingers were uh, moving quicker than my sausage fingers. So, so the point is that I've been you, doing you my had finger exercises all night. Anyways, you had a guy. He's the, isn't he the guy though, boys? Who signed? He fired his agent and then signed with uh, Milstein in Vancouver, and then. Uh, and then signed the big deal with um, with uh, the Hurricanes. I think he did. Anyways, point is he's he is um, he's well very well liked in the Hurricanes organization. You can tell by their fan base's reaction to this goal. But the um, Moose had a five minute power play after a boarding uh, penalty. They were trying to come back in the game, so they pulled their goaltender to make it a six on four towards the end of the third period. And uh, Kachetkov took the puck. It was, you know, the Moose just didn't have a good uh, dump in. Uh, Dominic Codnato at the blue line just kind of dumped it in. There was no no pressure on Kachekov, and he took it in. And he honestly, it was kind of like the kid had burden energy, to be honest with you, the way he <laughs> fired the puck. Actually, I should say Oscar Salmon in energy because Salmon scored a goal, uh, the Moose goaltender. He scored, although that was overseas, not here in North America. But uh, he fired the puck. And the way Dan Fink has the call, it sounds like the puck's going uh, a little wide. And also Dan's like, no, no. It's going into the net. And then, of course, he scores. And as good as the goal was, his celebration. celebration was even better. I mean, he went out to the blue line. He's like banging on the glass. He's like, he's into it. And then afterwards, I cut it off on that video. But then I cut, I put the whole video up. He actually went along and he did the flyby with his bench. And if that wasn't enough, then at the end of the game, he got into a fight with Jimmy Olney and he got ejected with like 35 seconds to go in the game. So he was the only thing he was missing was the Gordy Howe hat trick, but it was a lot of fun and uh, people are having a good time. So if you want to see that, I see Dave on Twitter or we've got it on the Illegal Curve uh, Instagram. There That's you go, two Dave. goalie goals this year in the AHL, right? I think at least, yeah. What was the last one? There was one recently. There was recently. I don't remember who got it, but I mean, this is the first one in Winnipeg that I think was it. Who was it? Was it uh, who was it who got credit? Was it was it Fred Brathwaite for the Moose 1.0 who had he a goal? Did not just bring back. He was one of my all time favorites, Freddie Brathwaite. But I think he also did. in I the think... Welcome to Atlanta rap video. You remember that one? I do not. The Welcome <laughs> to Atlanta remix because they Welcome to Atlanta right was ludicrous, Little John, and then yeah. the, for the remix they they went to California, so Snoop Dogg, Dog Pound. As we and didn't then, talk about Wu Tang coming to Winnipeg. Yeah, I'll be going. Yeah, I was gonna say, Ezzy, do you want to go with Laura? Because she wants to go. She wants to go to Wu Tang. Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. You you got you know how to you hold can on. Am I her. going on a date with Laura? Sure. <laughs> they don't you have to call it a date. I mean, she's been creepy. I mean, it wouldn't really. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a date. You know, you're friends with her. It's, We're swinging, Drew. 
Well, well no, now, now we're now, not. The, the invitation now, is the, now the invitation rescinded. Is now been I'm going to move. I'm going to take that off the table. Yeah, absolutely. I've been talking to a few people. Our good buddy Sean Moglov is a big rap fan. Might go with him. So okay. I've got wrestling coming up with Huss too, AEW. There's a lot of things going on. So just quickly, Evan Cormier was signed by the Jets uh, recently. I think it was two days ago. Um, and then put on waivers. It's funny No relation to Patrice, by the way. No relation to Patrice, as you are correct. But he is... Uh, Eric. What's that? Well, it's funny because every... <laughs> the common comment... Um, the best comment was did, people were like, did Chevy have like an Eric Comrie contract just hanging around in his uh, cupboard? And he's like, here, I'll just read change a few did a few of the letters and i'll just give it to this guy but uh some folks were asking you know uh i think it was our friend rob was asking why uh this happened and it's simply just organizational depth it's something the moose have done a couple of times they did it with uh philip desrosier and cole keller the last couple of years and it's just simply an organizational move to add some depth if they need like a third goaltender if they need to recall one of the moose goalies so this way they can call him up and he can be like a practice goaltender if they need him but he's basically he's back with the Kalamazoo uh, wings, I think. And so he's back in the ECHL, but he's just gives them a little more of a depth position because of course they've got some um, after Arvid Holm and, uh, and Oscar Salmon, and there's no other goaltending depth in the, in the, in the pipeline right now that's signed to an NHL contract. Okay. Well, there we have it. Let's get going to some contests and wrap this baby up for this uh, Friday night before it becomes Saturday morning. Uh, the Illegal Curve Merchandise Contest, you know how to enter it. You click the drop-down arrow on the YouTube channel. You click the link for the contest page. You go there. You see a whole bunch of things you need to do or you can do to get, earn extra entries into the contest. And after every Winnipeg Jets game, we draw a name. And if your name is drawn, you win some authentic Winnipeg Jets gear. Tonight's contest winner, or should we start with the unique code? Dave, it's up to you first. What do you want? Unique code or the or the contest winner? Thank I'm indifferent. You. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. Well, my, my hand's not anywhere near where I could like press it. So I don't need you to press it. I just wanted you to give me an unique opinion. code. Unique code. Okay. The unique code for tonight's illegal curve merchandise contest. I like it. Enter this. It is oil country. No, we're not talking about Verdon, Manitoba. We're talking Edmonton Oilers. Oil country. All one word. All capitalized. That is your unique code word. Enter that code word on the contest page. You will win. Uh, you will get, uh, I believe, is it 10 entries, 20 entries, 30 entries, 10 entries, Dave is telling me, to the Illegal Curve Merchandise Contest. And you do all the other things, and you get bonus entries. Lots of result. opportunities to retweet some of our good quality tweets. Mm, retweet tweets that are of good quality means you win extra entries. So do that while after you enter the word oil country for the unique code word. Retweet uh, that Kochetkov goalie goal. Dave's up to uh -oh, like hold three, on. 3 million hits hold right on. now. Hold on. Uno momento por favor. Oh boy. Well, hold on one second. I want. When did you learn how to speak Spanish? I'm, you know, I'm multilingual here, Ezzy. But T Shu is saying that they wanted to, but never received it. So, well, T Shu, I just want to before I we move on to pass this, you have to send Ezzy an email. Ezra at illegalcurve.com. Oh, this is for the tough duck. Yeah, I'm assuming it's a tough duck. Illegalcurve.com. I apologize, T Shu. No, no, it's not necessarily an apology for you. I know because, right? a little bit. I could use a tissue. Well, <laughs> and the show's <laughs> over. Ezzy, you got to leave. End on a high note. That's it. You're done. Can't say just, anything else. We just Drew, boot him. him. We just boot Drew, him right from the... Mute him. Mute him. Yeah. He's done. Done. But anyways, so tissue, just so you know, it's possible that you won. And if you didn't send it as an email, I'm not saying you did or didn't. 
not trying to blame you. I'm just saying send Ezzy an email. Send me another Ezra. email because sometimes or, it goes to my junk. So I always I regularly check my junk me email. Uh, so I apologize apologize if I missed it, but yeah, just send me another email or we'll send it, we'll get it or, or, or DM Ezzy. I see Ezzy G. Send him a DM with your address. He'll get we, it. We ship up. out as far as Colorado. Jason yeah. Smith won. Uh, I think that was. I know it's fancy. I'm not. Back. I'm yeah, not so trying we, to. We ship out to Colorado. We ship. I'm not out to trying the US. to blame the. I'm not trying to blame the victim. Spenty saying I'm victim blaming. Listen, I could have ignored it. I I addressed it right now. I want him to get his him or her to get their merch. So we'll make sure of it. That's why I brought it up. No need to grab a tissue. We're gonna get it out to you. Uh, the winner of the merchandise contest for tonight is Stuart Smith. So congratulations to Stuart. He is winning some great Jets gear, which he can wear proudly. Uh, I don't know that there's a, or or Steve Smith. I'm not sure. By the way, why why, by the way hold on. I don't know if everybody's trying to pull our leg as, but now four other people have now all said, I have not received my toque. Guys, oh, no, 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 no. As he, as he, I'm sure as he keeps a very comprehensive, I keep a list. Oh, I suspect I, I, my boy Ezra. My Excel a, spreadsheet is up here. Oh, boy. Right up well, here, everybody boy. gets a toque. Everybody email Ezzy. You all get toques. It's true. Just email Ezzy. He'll send you something. It might be his kids' toques. It might be, a, you know, it might or be just send me an toques. email, like, send me, uh, like, a mask, like, those email chains. Let's bring those email chains back. Those were fun. Okay. Well, thank you for that contribution remember, remember there, When we all had our Hotmail accounts and you would just get like... Whoa, whoa. Now, hold on. Mall, Mall's going way back. Mall's going way back in the ICOT pool and I see, I, I see game-winning goal contests. Yeah. Folks, Mall, haven't you realized this entire thing is just a Ponzi scheme? Well, more I mean, importantly, yeah. Mall, those, those toques are... Who was it? Wait, who said they were going to wear their toque? Um, oh, it was Garrett Hall. Said he was going to wear his illegal curve toque. But yes. he had one of the old school ones made by our friends oh. at CompuServe. Though wow. we have, of course, new, yeah, that's right. Going back a few years with the uh, uh, female, right? The female logo. I can't say it. You can oh, say no, no, I can't say it. it no, no, like no. Our, our first logo was a, it was a, yeah, where Drew a, likes a to go teasers. It's fine, as it's fine. Yeah, and then for yeah, the record, Drew loves, yeah, loves first that. Of all, yeah. First of all, as he, as he, we're, we're a sex positive show on this show. Uh, on the, I don't, on even, know, I don't even know what that, I don't even know what that means. It means that if somebody wants to be an exotic dancer, we support their career choices and we obviously uh, we support it with $20 bills. Of course we do. <laughs> How do you think I put myself through university, Drew? Well, oh, dear sweet <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Anywho, this show's off the rails, but all I was going to say, mall is that you can actually who the best is. Um, well, there's no up? way he made that up. That's the thing. There's no way he would pick out, by the way, a fellow Dane, Mikkel Bodker. Highest drafted uh, Danish player ever. Sorry, a fellow Dane? You're not Danish. No, like Ehlers. Yeah, but you did yeah, say but fellow. but you're not like, Nikolai Ehlers. I meant to say Ehlers, a fellow Dane. But there's no way he would pick that that obscure of a player back in 2012. So I think you need to get Molotuk. Well, I well, no, hold on. Now, for the record, again, unlike Ezzy, Dave M keeps all the records, folks. I got all the receipts. I still have my list from folks who have won the IC game-winning goal. And I see, let me tell you, that was a lot of work getting all that stuff out. But uh, yeah, if you didn't get it, yeah, well, we did. We'll in some cases, Dave, we just didn't give it out. So it couldn't have been that much work. Yeah. You true. won it back in 2012. You'll get your toque in 2032. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, whatever. Hey, I'm, I'm, str I'm struggling right now just to get all this merch, this new merch out. I can't start worrying about a contest from 11 years ago. Sorry, Congratulations folks. to Stuart Smith, the winner Way to go, of Stuart. the merchandise contest. I'll be in contact um, with you yeah, in 40 yeah, years. Exactly. Don't hold your breath, Stuart. We may or may not be in contact Thinking with you Stuart, at some point Nice to see they, sh they showed Mark Stewart on the bench, uh, Oilers bench. Nice to see him, former Jet. Is he an Oilers assistant coach? Yeah. Oh, I missed that one. 
<laughs> so I must must miss that. I missed, I missed out press your parenting group. It's okay. Yeah, I think I must have been doing some parenting. That's yeah. rare. That's rare. Uh, in any event, we uh, have to be back in nine hours and two minutes. So we're going to end it here for tonight. Uh, or I guess we have the tough duck card of sitting comedy. Yeah, yeah, no, I brought it to you. I sent it to you. So yeah, we got to get that one out. There uh, you, you have it there. Yeah, Dan Miller. Yeah, like Dan, the, you're not getting your toque, so it doesn't matter. No, no Dan is definitely getting his toque. Agreed. Time to sit players that are not performing. I would have said six thirty sit thirty six, which of course is Morgan Barron the past few weeks now, but he played good tonight. Morgan Barron was obviously out there almost four minutes, killing penalties, had a good scoring chance early in the game. So I, I like that comment because I think we're at that point. Like I, I wouldn't be surprised. I've I've been kind of banging the Dave Manuk drum to get a guy like Jansen Harkins or Jeff Malott up here. They need something in the top six, and and Nemestikov I don't think is going to be enough. So Dan, send me an email Ezra at illegalcurve.com or slide into my DMs on Twitter at ICSEG and Tough Duck will ship out a toque to you. As I mentioned earlier, Jason Smith, who lives in North Glen, Colorado, he got he got a toque. So we ship out uh, West, East, US, Canada. We're not going to be able to send John Chan one in Singapore, but uh, we do ship to uh, the US as well. So if Dan happens to be in the US, it'll be Miller time for him. Well, if John Chan wins a contest, he gets he can get ours, but just saying. Okay, yeah. well. Sent we to wish. a local address. <laughs> <laughs> we wish you yeah. all the we wish you nothing yeah. but luck. Yeah, John, everybody. when you next time you're in Winnipeg, we'll we'll have it at a PO box waiting for yeah. you. We'll have it with Darwin's uh, 2012 uh Mikel Bodker uh, Tuke. There you go. Uh, a big thank you to all the sponsors of Illegal Curve who make the post-game show, the Saturday show, the website a possibility, our friends at Rumors Restaurant and Comedy Club. And of course, as I'm you know, I was broadcasting from there earlier today. So a big thank you to them. Also, want to give a shout out to our friends at Rumors. They were named one of the top five comedy clubs in North America. Yeah, that was yeah, awesome. Right. I would like to see that. That was yeah, great. earlier uh that was, came out, I believe, earlier this week, maybe yesterday, that was announced uh among some of the biggest names in the comedy world that you're used to, you know, the comedy store in los angeles yeah. and uh you know all the big names uh some of the it big was real like, it was a real York. list it wasn't yeah. like some fake like it wasn't like okay they're the top five in like the western canadian provinces that no. was a real that was a real list that was, that was a very real list so congratulations to our friends at rumors i think it's all ownership and management at that place There's no question that's got to be what it is uh our friends at linden market dental center zapia group realty betway tough duck boston pizza seagrams rollies transfer grid park and the keg support these fine businesses because of their continued support of illegal curve Hockey. The clock has struck midnight. It is now Saturday morning. We will see you in and less than nine hours. Pie, and Drew's going to turn into a pumpkin. Exactly. We will see you in less than nine hours for the Illegal Curve Hockey Show. Scott Billick, Derek Van Deest, the three of us, the usual nonsense, and of course, whatever sort of is. Uh, Colby. Whatever is sort of bothering us, we will be able to talk about it in depth on tomorrow morning's show. Until then, we say thanks to everyone for joining us. If you haven't already done so, smash the like button, smash the subscribe button, subscribe to the podcast wherever you get it. It'll be available very shortly. For Dave Manuk, for Ezra Ginsberg, I'm your host, Drew Mandel. Thanks for watching the Illegal Curve post-game show. Thanks for listening to this broadcast from Illegal Curve Hockey. For more great Illegal Curve content, subscribe to the Illegal Curve YouTube channel, follow at Illegal Curve on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and visit your online home for hockey in Winnipeg, IllegalCurve.com.